Do you have any tickets for the shuttle? <laughs> Listen, all you New Yorkers. The reason I live in New York City is because it's the loudest city on the planet Earth. So loud, I never have to listen to any of the shit that's going on in my head. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Three-run home run for Bucky Den. The Yankees now lead by a score, three to two. The Red Sox never let you down. How do you like them apples? Bro, I don't, I don't like these apples. I don't like these apples this time of year. I don't like the frickin' Yankees are winning. I'm bitter. I'm a bitter Boston guy. What's I up, love these apples. I love yeah. them. I love them. Yeah, yeah you can what? shove them. You really can. Welcome to the shuttle, everybody. I'm Dave from Boston. With I'm, me. Uh, who am I? Go ahead. I'm Go Mike ahead. from Mike from New York. I should have let you do that intro. I, you know, you can announce me. Like the... Guest star coming on board, the guest of honor. I'm fine with that. Um, here he is, everybody. Mike from New York. He's, Thank you. He's a, a guy I know. Thank you. Thank you. Someone who roots for the first place New York Yankees. Enjoy it. You know what? I the, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for you to be incorrigible. And I am going to be incorrigible. And, go and ahead. I'm going to do that because I. I Turned on ESPN this morning after we, you know, swept the world champion Chicago uh, Cubs, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed that the uh, ESPN power rankings have mm-hmm. the New York Yankees number two in Major League Baseball. And this and this comes in a year Wait, in which we were rebuilding. I don't, I don't even yeah, who's one? Uh, I think the Nationals. Yeah, it was the Nationals one. Yankees two and the Astros three, but only one of those three teams were considered to be in a rebuilding year with low what? expectations, no no sense of of uh, destiny for this year, and yet here we are, first place in the American League East, best record in the American League, sweeping the World Champion Chicago Cubs, in which I was present for one of those games. Uh, I'm liking the apples. Report. I'm liking and, them apples. And Fenway is now the most racist place on earth. That's right, everybody. Michael yeah. Shea and others. Uh, that's right. Bring all your minorities to Fenway Park. They'll be treated just fine. We assure yeah. you. You should yeah. feel so proud. So very proud. I, you know, right. how do, uh, let's let's talk about that for a second. I, believe me, I want to okay. show off about the Yankees all I want. But yep. you sit here, you read Adam Jones's comments. You find out yeah. that it wasn't just one fan, right? Wasn't it an entire section or something? This has become like a cluster F. The, this, yeah. the, like yeah. the, the the facts that uh, there are some facts. Um, the facts are being overshadowed by. Oh, go ahead. You 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 ask me, and I'll tell you everything you need to know. No, I I want to know right now as a mm-hmm. a uh, smart. Uh, if not liberal in the political sense, a, a liberal democratic guy like yourself. Very liberal. Yeah. How uh, how do you feel as a Boston Red Sox fan right about now? Uh, good, because you go to Fenway Park and uh, there are a lot of white people there, so that makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> and no. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It's frustrating. It is freaking frustrating, is what it is. So. And there's so many frustrating levels to this whole thing because, um, so, 
Adam Jones says that uh, apparently fans threw peanuts at him and he heard the N word. All right. Now, there's no, I may have this wrong, but there, there's no one really who's coming forward and, and providing a secondhand account of this. Now, I don't think he's lying, but the truth is somewhere in there. He was probably, the fans were writing him as they will do. And, you know, it's not like New York where, you know, Jesse Barfield used to be treated by chance of Barfield takes it up the ass, do-da, do-da, Barfield takes it up the ass. You, can't, you cannot disclaim that because I know for a fact that's the sort of thing you would hear in Yankee Stadium. But that's not racist. And um, so did someone say it? I don't know. I, like, no one seems to know if someone said it. And then it's like well, oh, come people – well, well, what, well, hold on. Let me finish my theory. Uh, I think he might have heard it. Somebody might have said it. But I don't think it was as clear cut. I mean, people are painting it like he said it. And then everyone in the section just sat on their hands, refused to do anything. Because this is Boston and you're allowed to be racist if you want to. And it's uh, – I, I guarantee you that's not the way it went down. And unfortunately, we have a history. The city has a history. And I can tell you – it's a white city, like downtown Boston, professional world. Unfortunately, it's a white city. We have work to do, but like we're not walking around here with hoods on our heads. You know, it was uh, CC Sabathia, CC, but hoodies. CC Sabathia was the guy that uh, sort of backed up his comments. Did you read? Did you read what he said? He basically said, "Look, he's been to every major league ballpark, and it just so happens that this is the one that this kind of stuff always happens in." And it's, um, I don't know what, I mean, what, like, what do you really think? Do you really think you've been to Boston? Well, I mean, maybe I, not long enough to form an opinion. I mean, uh, no, the, 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 my, what I think is, is irrelevant to some extent, but in the end of the day, everybody in Boston is not a race. It's, it's what you think is always irrelevant, but you know, <laughs> it's a pod, it's a podcast. So you got to say, something. I'll, I will say my piece, but everybody in Boston is not a racist. I would say the vast, vast majority. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? Sorry. People laughing. Really? So maybe they are. Um, but 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 <laughs> it, it, it's more about the um, almost conditioned lack of of uh, criticism of it. That you know, if if somebody really is spewing racist shit from the stands, there should be at least a row or two of people around that person. Telling them to shut the fuck up, and I think you that know? would be if it, I think if it were if it were legitimately audible, I think it would be. I think it was more yeah. subtle than that. I think it was more yeah. subtle. I mean, and there are all kinds of possibilities here. Was the guy like blackout drunk and you couldn't even really hear what he was saying? Um, I don't know. I certainly I'd like to think. I mean, it's self serving of me to say that if someone's getting up and openly going, "You suck, Adam Jones. You suck. You're an effing n bomb." I think that would cause gasps, and I like to think, I, I mean, I, you know me, I'm not shy. I think I would stand up and yell my head off and go, that's it. You get the fuck out of here or call security or whatever. Just, um, just, just Somebody's just got to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly, you, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what you would hear. You would hear, oh, and, and then and then someone would summon security. They'd get him out. That's and that, the, and that'd, but, be the, that'd be the end, right. But, yeah, but, which is just it's sad that it's become a commentary on a city because yeah. – yeah. It's because it's, it's insulting. It, I, I admit it hurts. Like you hear the national commentator say, well, this is not a new thing to Boston. You know, My, uh, Michael Che is repeating that it's um, the, did you hear his bit on SNL? No, I haven't. I didn't actually get to watch this week because I was out in uh, in Chicago, as we'll talk about. But 
But no, you know, the weird, the weird part of it is I don't think, move the Patriots aside for a minute. I don't think Boston, at least the Boston of late, is used to being the bad guy. You know, the Red Sox are not, mm-hmm. the other than to us Yankee fans, nobody looks at the Red Sox as being um, evil incarnate. You know what I mean? Well, we have a history. The Sox have a history. Like that, we we completely admit to that. Tom Yaki was a racist. He just was. You know, yeah. he, he yeah. we were the last we were the last team to integrate. And so we kind of carry that around. But, I mean, please. I mean. Um, no, that's a good point. I, I mean, I heard I heard. Michael Wilbon say something once a couple of years ago. He said, did the Fenway embrace Jim Rice? Not like they embraced Fred Lynn. And that's bullshit because Jim Rice wasn't was beloved. Like no one got an ovation like Jim Rice. He was a black dude. And we have we've had plenty of other black dudes. And, you know, um, we love, you know, we love all of our heroes, black, white, whatever. But um, it's a crutch for like the commentator to come back and say, well, you know, about Boston and and I think people think about Southie. You know, I'll be completely honest. If you had to, if you had to finger an area of the city, it would be, frankly, it would be the old school. And I'm I'm half Irish, but it'd be sort of the old school Irish sect that just aren't used to hanging around black dudes. <laughs> and 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 if you had to guess, you'd say, yeah, there's some lingering racism racism in those communities. But everyday Boston, just walking around. I mean, we're like most other Northeast cities. Yeah. So what the hell, everybody? I think I think in the end, and you know, there's only so much we can talk about this, but because we're, we're, we're too spoiled white dudes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think if if nothing else, you got to look at this as the only positive you can take out of this. Maybe it's a, a little bit more aggressive of a punch in the face to the city, and maybe the next time some asshole stands up and spews some racist shit. Somebody's going to feel a little bit better about saying something to that guy. So I think that's think right. That it, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a, it's a learning moment, but that which is ridiculous. After I mean, it's 2017 for Christ's sake. But you know, take think of it that way. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that really is the case. That the guy who felt he was outnumbered in terms of his offensive, you know, how he felt offended by that statement, might not feel that way moving forward. So think of it that way. See, I think it's a think of it as a good thing. A spiritually, you know, potential learning moment for the city of Boston. How about that? I think that's looming. Yeah, it's a little bit, but but uh, you know, on a positive uh, note, the Yankees yeah. rule. Uh, you know, you know what's <laughs> funny though. After all this, I mean, this, oh, this, you can't. You can't. You just can't. They don't suck right now. I know. They do not suck right now. And but this is the disturbing part: is that we're on fire, but we're effectively tied with the Orioles, maybe a half a game up, and we're only four games ahead of you guys. And we're playing as solidly as I've seen a Yankee team play in almost a decade. Not quite, but but I what? would have thought we would have built up a lead. Like a, a serious lead at this point, but you're you're drunk on on April. I'm nonsense. drunk on power. I'm drunk on power. You hey, are. It's May, man. But anyway, uh, going and I have to say, going to Chicago and uh, you know watching yeah, so them. You, so this is your first trip to Wrigley Field, right? Yeah, no, I've never been. Have you been? All right, no, I've never been. So what happened? It was, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it's a great. It's well, actually, before I get into the actual stadium, but very funny story about getting over there. Um, I on my I flew out to Chicago on Friday, which was uh, I had a five o'clock flight, 
And I had forgotten at that point that the Yankees had a day game. They had a two o'clock game. Uh, you know, yeah. Wrigley still plays those midweek day games still. So, um, wait, hold on. That's this is not the. Game. What was that difficult. sound effect? I, I don't know. It's some... <laughs> you know, even even at a high tech production like the shuttle, you get some uh, some. You know, I'm just trying testing my all my sound effects. Hold on. Good. Good. All right. Whoa. There we go. What else Good. we got here? Um, there we go. All right. Go ahead. Tell the story about the Yankees marching into Chicago. Now we're no. talking. Okay. So now okay, we're talking. So, so, so I get. You, so here's the deal. Is, I. This is not the game you're going to. You're talking about the game. This is Friday, all right? I get to my 5 o'clock flight. I sit in my seat, and I realize I'm on uh, United, and they have DirecTV. And I sit in my seat, and I suddenly realize I can control the channels. The game is on, and it's in the ninth inning. I'm psyched, all right? So the Yankees are losing 2-0. Oh, is this the fucking game? Would you just slow down? Would you just let me? So no. Time to go to a break, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. No, no, no. This is funny. Right? We'll so... see you next time. Okay, I'm I'm actually going to let you talk now. Go ahead. Ruin the story. <laughs> anyway, no, good. Two guys, two runners get on, but actually, one runner gets on, and then I think it was Elbert Ellsbury took a walk, and I'm like, holy shit, we've got we got the tying run at the plate, and just as I realize that, the safety video comes on. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, You know, by the way, one of the more alarming sounds you can ever hear is when you're listening on your headphones and the pilot uh, breaks in. You know what I mean? You're like, you're sitting there watching like some home improvement show and all of a sudden you hear, it's like, oh, my fucking ear. It's 10 times the volume of anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody hasn't done hasn't done the science around that. I mean, yeah. literally, you see the entire plane rip their earbuds out of their ears because they're in such and pain. And it's always so staticky, like they can't. Okay, so the safety the video comes on, the and safety video comes on. And I don't know if you've been on a plane recently, but they've tried. They've now made uh-huh. safety videos funny, but it basically means that the safety uh-huh. video, which used to be like in and out, is now like a ten minute production. You know, brought to you by Steven Soderbergh and George Clooney. Yeah. So anyway, the so I watched. Wait, the hold on, video. hold on, wait. Before you continue, the the United one is like we don't always drag people off of our planes. <laughs> Nervous laughter, right? Is that how that one went? Yes, but you're about to, you know, you're about to ruin my punchline again. So you got okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so we should have gone over this in rehearsal. Go ahead. The safety video ends. Mm-hmm. The the Directv clicks back on. And it's 3-2 Yankees <laughs> because Brett Gardner hits the go-ahead home run, right? So I'm psyched, okay? Yep. Um, the plane starts to move on the runway. The game's still on. Chapman takes the mound for the bottom of the ninth. And he gives just he gives off a leadoff double. Mm-hmm. And just as I see the player rounding into second base, mm-hmm. the direct TV cuts out. <laughs> right, right. So now, meanwhile, all I had to do was pay five ninety five to watch the end of that game. But Wait, I was what? pissed. They charge you on United for that? And that's you what pissed me off. Look? I was like, okay. exactly. I'm like, I'm not giving you my six dollars. So for the entire flight, 
<laughs> two and a half hours. I'm sitting here wondering, did they win? Did they? I mean, you just gave up a lead off double. But you and know what? You me. you did the right thing because if knowing you, if you paid for that six dollars, you would have tuned back in and saw some dude on the Chicago hit like a walk off home run. Exactly. It's going to be some <laughs> but of the because bottom. you didn't. But this, I, I have to ask you something because this is this has to do, cuts to the root of why we root for our teams, which, as we both would agree, I think, is at its very core an illogical thing. To care yeah. about it, right? Okay. To care about a bunch of, you know, twenty-five guys that we don't know, we want them to do things with a baseball in order to prevail in some. It, it really is silly if you actually stop and think about it, right? The the identification is is odd, but right. but it doesn't matter. But continue. <laughs> right. It's a, like I said, it's illogical. But but I have this theory that. Um, uh, not even just sports, but things in life, the, the way things happen and the way you see them and perceive them is sometimes more important and meaningful than the actual results. So that's that's really obtuse. So let me uh, explain. Um, it's got heavy. Let me explain. Okay. So um, let's say uh, that game with the Yanks and the Cubs was not in uh, Chicago. It was actually in Yankee Stadium. And it was actually 2 nothing in the bottom of the ninth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Gardner hits a three-run homer with two outs. Okay, you can you can barely fathom a more dramatic win than that, right? So what would happen? The 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 Yankee Stadium would go absolutely berserk. The the uh, thousands and thousands of fans would would uh, filter into the streets and party all night, right? Now contrast contrast that to a game where the Yankees. Uh, I can't believe I'm using the Yankees example. Ugh, I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, contrast that to a game. Where the Yankees go up like you know uh, two nothing in the second, uh, you know by the fifth inning it's like five to one Yankees, and they kind of cruise to uh, like a seven to two win. So the seven to two win, some scrub reliever comes in and gives it, gets the last out. Yankees win. Then what happens? Does everybody go berserk? No. And we'll just say, hey, yeah, good game. Well, see what yeah. I'm saying. Same result counts for one win, right? Right. Not just the fans, but the players. What do the players do when a player hits a walk-off home run? They go absolutely insane, right? What do the players do in a 7-2 to two victory? They shake hands, right? Why? Well, yeah. Right. Why? Why? Because it's exciting. <laughs> All rise. Here comes the judge. Does that, that, does that excite you? Does that not? That, uh, I, what did I tell you last week? Nipple erection. <laughs> Literally, I just I hear that player's name and big things happen. By the way, but, there should uh, be an there should be an app on your phone where you type in your name and and back comes a John Sterling call of you hitting a home run. Ugh. I I have my uh conflicted feelings about John Sterling. Sometimes I, it's just uh some of those calls. Oh god. <laughs> well, it's I only put on pl- Mark Teixeira. <laughs> a text oh. message. Oh, the, oh, for Aaron Judge, Aaron, it, does does he do that? Does he work up? Because with Judge, I only played the part where he says "All rise for the Judge," but there was other stuff in there. Oh, he really likes the guy. You can he, tell he, when he, work, he can't, he can't yeah. when he can't decide. He he'll just, just, he'll just do, yeah. put them all in there. It's uh, it's an A bomb from Aaron. Right. Oh God. <laughs> 
You really don't like that? Because I have to no. say, even as a Sox fan, I think I think he's he's a uh, caricature of himself. But he has a thing. Like it's nice to have a thing. You know, he's got a thing. Yeah, yeah. You're probably I, annoyed because yeah. he, he's, he's probably annoying the rest of the broadcast as well. No, a little bit. I, look, I, I don't want to. I mean, he's 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 classic. I I got no issues with him. But some of those yeah. calls just make me want to groan. But anyway, all right. So, so that was um, fine. So I go to. I went Saturday night to the game at at Wrigley, and um, it's a great place. You know, it, it's it reminds me a little bit of Fenway. And this is actually the way I was describing it to somebody was it's both it's both the best stadium experience you've ever had, and also the worst. Mm-hmm. And Fenway's kind of the same way. It, it's it's the best because the second you walk in, it just oozes, you know, classic history. I mean, yeah, they've modernized and changed a few things here and there, but you know, the the pillars and beams are still there. The it feels as if it was designed a hundred years ago. I mean, it is old, it and you can right, you can smell, you know, Ernie Banks at short there. I mean, it really <laughs> feels like it's been sitting around forever, and that's fun because part of baseball is heritage and history right at the same time it's not made for modern sports i mean it it doesn't mm. as a fan it's a mess it's an absolute mess meaning that you know the the seats are all crammed together half of them don't face the right way some seats are literally behind posts i mean they have to yeah. lean left or right to see the the you know the the stadium, the sections between your, you know, where you're trying to get some some food or go to the bathroom are narrow and crowded and, you know, claustrophobic. It took, there was one point, it took me half an hour to get to the bathroom, not <laughs> to be online or pissing, just to actually right. get there. It's a, it's a fucking mess. But it's, the, so, but it's so, it is what yeah. it is. And, and yeah, you know, you love it, you love it for what it is. You love it for what it is. I understand you can sort of smell the presence of, of Ernie Banks at short, but if you go to the bathroom, you can still smell the uh, a Duke that uh, Andre Dawson took in 1984, you know. And they still have those um, troughs, you know, the, the, the peeing troughs. They still you, have the troughs? They've oh got my God, troughs. I thought, I, Fenway got rid of the troughs. The, no, they're not the everywhere. The troughs are horrible. Oh, my God. It's... It, it, that that makes you feel like you're in like ancient Rome, right? But they gave you, if I remember, the bathroom I was in, you had a choice. You know, if you turn right, you get a urinal. Yep. If you turn left, you got a trough. And, you know, <laughs> I went trough. I went trough because I, like, <laughs> yeah. I like the sound it makes on the metal. It's like a, it's a distinct, like the, oh, urine, no. the urine drops, the urine drops hard. And I want my urine to drop hard and loud. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? This yeah, brings but- up something that it, this was inevitable that I that I asked you this question, and this now is as good a time as any. I have this theory that there are two types of men in the world. There are those that go up to a urinal and just do their business, and there are those that go up to the urinal and do one thing first, and then relieve themselves. Do you know what that one thing is? Spit. Yes. Yes. I is that weird or what? Why? I, I don't. Dave, do you spit? Are you a spitter? Are you? I am a. I am a spitter. You are. I. I all right. So please explain this to me. It's like, it's as if I understand you have to urinate. You have to do these things. But do you walk around all day needing to spit, and then you get there and you spit? I don't get it. Dave, I made a list 
of the 10 things I am most embarrassed about myself. And that's one of them? Uh, it was number one on the list. My wife has tried to get me to explain. I, it's not just urinals. If I walk into our bathroom in our home, the first thing I do is I spit in it. So it's, I guess it's a, th- you have a, you have a uh, love hate re- relationship with phlegm. We should, we should uh, no, give it's the not audience. That. It's, it's, uh, it's a reflex. I, it, you know, I just spit in it. It, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. I, some of the most the the it, I always for a while I thought I was inadequate. Like I don't have anything to spit when I go. Up. But these dudes they'll go up and and these this immense like um, loogie. Now let and me be clear. They, I'm not I'm not I'm not hawking anything up. I'm just okay. sort of just putting something out there. I'm, it's like I'm, I think I'm. I just I'm don't getting, get it. I'm getting to know the toilet, and this is my way of introducing myself. You know what I mean? It's like dogs sniff each other's asses as a means to sort of relate to each other. And I expectorate into, into the urinal. And I don't, I, you know, yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, it's only fair. I think now's as good time as any to take a break. Would you agree? But while our, our audience considers the, um, I don't know how we quite got there. We'll be Hit back with side. more. Yeah, you're a spitter, you're not a spitter. That's be, what I'm be, saying. If you feel inadequate, you don't spit. It's okay. You're on Dave, Team Dave. You're on Team Mike. If you uh, you're letting it fly, right? Hell yeah! It's time. It's time to take sides, people. Okay, we're through the looking glass here. We're through the looking glass. We'll be back on the other side with more shuttle and milk getting dragged off a plane, maybe, or maybe not. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, on the shuttle, it's Dave from Boston with Mike from New York. Can I please just call you Milt, your your nickname Fine. that I know you by? Okay, Milt from New York, and, uh, or Mike from New York, whatever you prefer. But we're talking about his trip to Chicago. So uh, the Yankee fan in Wrigley Field, and yeah. the Yankees swept. And I'm bitter, but um, God. like I'm, I am. Actually, dying here the rest of your trip because I'm dying to go to Wrigley. So what no, else? What else you got? It was, it was awesome. And I, the, first of all, the game I was at Saturday night, the Yankees just ripped them to shreds. It was they scored five runs in the first inning, knocked out. Uh, Brett Anderson was starting. He was out after a third of an inning. It was it was the game was in no doubt the entire time. And that's what was amazing to me. It's like the Chicago fans. It's not that they didn't care, but maybe it was because they just won the World Series, but they weren't angry. Like, if well, I go to a game and I've spent my hard-earned money and the yeah. team I'm playing against scores five runs in the in the first inning before I even get to bat, I'm yeah. pissed off. But I don't yeah. think I don't think Cubs fans get pissed off anymore. Maybe because well, they won the World Series. No, you know what? I think it's actually more than that. I was thinking about this. I, Do you need me well, for this podcast, or you want me to just excuse myself? How many times yeah, do I I'll have to tell myself. you this is? I'll see myself up. My podcast is every I'll week. I've got to remind you, but maybe well, we you... should do a tradition. Who's ever team is in first place gets to <laughs> wait a minute. I don't like that idea. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so Man. they're winning tonight. Also, by the way, they're they're beating the what? Red five two. Yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good. All good. All right. But I'm calling you at eleven o'clock when they blow the lead. Go ahead. I did have this weird realization while I was there. So all weekend, I had this feeling that 
I was getting hit on all the time. <laughs> like everywhere I went, there were yeah. nice girls. Because, like, but I you're realized a t- you're, you're a ten in Chicago. That's what it is. You're you're no. a six in New York. You're a ten in Chicago. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it. I was literally. I was planning no. a move. I mean, I I sold my belongings. <laughs> I divorced my wife. No, so, I see where you're going. You're going to say it's the mid, it's just Midwest niceness. Dude, mid, Midwest, every, excuse me, Midwest. They're all just nice. And I, it wow. took me a while to figure that out. So weird. I thought I was a stud, yeah. and that <laughs> proved to be false. But yeah, it was. Uh, the, so I, I sat next to this um, this woman and her son. Our seats were out in right field, not great seats, but not terrible seats either. And yeah. she told me she see, she's she and her son are season ticket holders, and she went last year. No joke. She went to fifty eight Cubs games. Wow, yeah. that's a lot. Well, there. I think there were only 81 total, if unless they've changed things. No, she so said 50, 58 plus, including the playoffs. So it's a little, okay. it's a little different. But you know, she she was talking to me the entire game. It was almost a little weird at one point. But then I realized, if you go to 58 games, you're probably going to be a little bored. At some yeah. point, you're going to want to just pick up conversation with people just to keep the game flowing. But I was having the, re- the weird life. part. But but the weird part was when she took her bag of peanuts and started rubbing it on your crotch. I thought that was a little unusual. They're friendly. They are just being <laughs> That's the way friendly. that's just their way of saying hello. Yeah. That's yeah. that's correct. So 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 but here's a question. So um uh you're a uh you're a, you're a far were you wearing Yankee garb? That's the first question I guess. Like how like how like did and were you expressive in your joy for the Yankee win in Excellent a foreign uh, land? I all I was wearing at the game was a Yankee hat, um, but there were people around me. You must you must have drawn quite the crowd if all you were wearing was a Yankee. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> right. So okay. So uh, well, the Yankee hat is is. An identifier for sure. It's an identifier, but they were. They but you're were not. You're not. You're not. You're not rude. It, when you're, you're not boisterous, and when you're boisterous, you are typically fun. You're a very funny drunk. I don't know how yeah. drunk you were. Not, I mean. not very. But I, I was. I would get up and cheer and then apologize. So I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of stupid, right? That's but like, that's you have that's a little me. bit of uh, you have a Woody Allen streak. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, you know what? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that came over me. I, that's, um, that's yeah, you know, you, we, we've, we've talked about this and we agree you have respect respect to the home uh, crowd but uh, I was told I didn't go to any of the uh, Cubs Red Sox games which by the way may, let's maybe the Cubs suck because the Red Sox took two out of three oh, they uh, did? in Fenway the Cubs are sure, hurting well, right now but yeah yeah they are but um, supposedly the uh, Fenway was full of Cubs fans like they really traveled very well uh, there um, were a ton of Yankee fans in. I would imagine a okay. ton. Okay, it was definitely Cubs. I mean, it was definitely more more Cubs fans than anything else. Mostly because it's you know it's a hot ticket, so I don't think people were necessarily selling right. their tickets. But the uh, I was definitely not the most boisterous Yankee fan, but the asshole quotient was low. Everybody, you know, because I think everybody was so happy. Why get all worked up? There's just no reason to. So well, wait, you know, so. No, wait, I have a I have a comment because I forgot you, you brought this up. So either either they're so happy that they just won the World Series, or they've always been that way because Cub, Cubs fans have a reputation 
of being happy no matter what happens, which is why <laughs> skip work, you know, daytime game, go to the Cubs game, you know, listen to Harry Carey sing, take me out to the ball game, you know, have, uh, you know, uh, six or seven Genesee lights or whatever it is that they're drinking. And um, everyone has a nice time. Or they're it's the, all... It's the Midwestern. Or they're all hitting on me. Yeah, they... <laughs> all of them. Every single when one you, of them. When you bring that milk magic to Chicago, who knows what's going to happen? You know? I mean, you know, uh, as the great Bruce Springsteen once sang, um, when you got a spark, there's a fire. No, how did that go? Um, you know, Ooh, dancing in the dark side. Anyway. No, anyway. not that one. It's Dancing in the Dark. Uh, with the spark, there's a fire. Oh, whatever. Boy, did I mangle that one. Okay. So, um, <laughs> well done. You, it was yeah, great. We had a great time. I, 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 I admire, like I said, I admired Wrigley Field. There was at one point right before the game, I stood up and I looked around. I was like, wow, this is magic, right? But then I wanted yeah. a fucking hot dog and it took me an hour and a half. So, you know, there yeah. are some challenges there. But I had a great, am I boring you? Yes. So they they have no plans to build a new Wrigley. Is that true? I'm just thinking out loud here. I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. There's but anyway, it was a great time. I would love to go back. What I really want to do, it's been a while since I've been at Fenway. So we've got to go up there. I want to see a game with you at Fenway, which we need to record. Sure. And uh because yeah. I want to get a sense of that. I want to get a sense of that um that stadium again because it's been a little long. So consider that consider that a plan to be, all right? Yeah, they've managed to renovate Fenway in a way that preserves all the preservable stuff, but we don't have troughs in the bathroom anymore. Um, I mean, there are still uh, some old traces. Like, there are a lot of seats at Fenway that are very uncomfortable because it was built when a time when people were smaller. But um, but they it's it's they've really done a nice job with the facelift and everything. And I was yeah. I was actually in favor of tearing it down. They had a plan. Many people don't know this. <clears throat> They had a plan to tear down most of Fenway Park, but preserve the Green Monster and build it so that it was sort of adjacent to the Green Monster. And when you walked into the park, you would walk past the old Green Monster into the new park. And um, I thought that was kind of cool. And then they did. That's a thing now. They like to sort of preserve pieces of classics and then build around it somehow you see that a lot in architecture now but it's like just go all in one way or the other that's what i think but i I, i'm glad they stuck with fenway for now but you know i'll give it the uh the milt sniff test when we get up there later this summer right Um, and then and then we'll decide everyone in boston is looking forward to the milt sniff test i'm gonna spit in every toilet i can find I thought Steinbrenner's plan to preserve history by um, putting Joe DiMaggio's junk in formaldehyde in Monument Park. I thought that was a bit much. I mean, you know. It's a rumor. I mean. It's a rumor, Dave. It's only a rumor. Well, it was the whole, you know, Marilyn Monroe and all that, so hallowed ground. But really, I mean, come on. All right, so what else are we going to talk about? What else do our fans care about? Well, it's, uh, I want to know what, you're, what else are you watching these days. Let's have our media, our media segment. Oh, what are sure. you drinking? Uh, I'm enjoying a, uh, uh, bourbon this evening. It's, oh, uh, the lovely, the bullet brand. Yeah. I'm on my seventh right now. No, so I'm on my, <laughs> that, that I'm explains on, it. I'm on, 
I mean, if, if you're just refilling the same glass, you don't keep counting, right? It's just one big thing. Um, well, should we yeah. take a break and then come back and Hold talk media? Yeah, you know what? Uh, good point. Let's take a break on the shuttle. We'll be back one time. And uh, Milton, I hope you have your media notes ready because our fans expect it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, all the ways we're wasting, wasting time these days. Join us on the other side. See you soon on the shuttle. Hey everyone, welcome back to the shuttle. I'm Mike from New York. Who are you? I'm Dave from Boston. You mangled that intro. What the hell? You want to let you do it one time? (laughs) (laughs) We're staying with it. Okay, that's fine. Staying with it. On the unvarnished underbelly of the shuttle, you now see how the sausage is made, and they all left. It is some nasty, nasty sausage. Why don't we uh, Why don't we move into our uh, media notes section? Um, that was the That was the original name of the podcast, Nasty Sausage, <laughs> which 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 reminds That's... me which reminds me of your former uh, fantasy baseball team known as the uh, Squalid Hot Dogs. Do I have the that right? Squal- Very good. My buddy uh, Flam is going to be psyched when he hears this on the episode. It's like he's making yeah. a guest appearance, but we won't go one day. That. One day when I'm old and gray, some government official is going to ask me my own social security number, and I'm going to say, uh, I can't remember, but I remember the squad hot dogs because that's taking up uh, space in my brain for some reason. But now, uh, you know my, uh, now you know my passwords for all my uh, bank accounts, so <laughs> you're good. And you have no money right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. What do you got? What are you watching, listening to, and all that business? I got I got one great thing, and it's it's a little late because it actually... It technically ended last night, and I haven't I haven't seen the final episode. But do you get Showtime by any chance? Um, is that porn? Because if not, then I don't. Some uh, late. no. Uh, so Showtime. Yeah, I, I do. I have Showtime. Uh, I steal it from my dad. <laughs> this is yeah. the world we live in, right? Like I I, I, I do the Showtime anytime thing or whatever that is. That's because because uh, no, you cheap. go on. Yeah, well, that's uh, absolutely so, but. Um, for, for I, those that don't know, if you want, you know, it's like the HBO Go. If you have a smart TV or Apple TV or anything like that, just you just find someone with a password, like my poor dear old dad, and I use his, and I watch Showtime. I, so yeah, because uh, what's this? Uh, Spacey, uh, House of Cards. That's Showtime, right? No, that's HBO. No, that's Netflix. Jesus, you don't know no, shit. It's Showtime. Uh, it's no, Netflix. It, in its original incarnation, I think it. No, oh, are you sure? Hundred percent, idiot. House of Cards. Yeah. Google. But but Showtime. The have yes. you heard of the show called Billions? Yes, watched one episode. Wasn't uh, hooked, but willing to Dave, go back. I will ask you to go back now. One of the the side facts you should know about the show the the um the writer and I believe the director. I know the writer of Rounders is the guy behind Billions, and Rounders is one of the. Tell me, you you gotta love Rounders, right? Yeah, it's got a seat at the Hall of Fame of, I almost want to say sports movies. It's not really a sport, but... Uh, it feels like a sports movie, yeah. though, doesn't it? It is kind of, yeah, because it's, uh, you know, the guy's uh, uh, at the top of his game, then he's down and out, big comeback. and all, yeah, That's a fantastic movie. I watched it with my with my uh, son recently. It's actually not bad for the when the kid gets old enough to uh, learn poker, you know. 
if you if you dig rounders now billions has nothing to do with poker but it's all about power and right. it's um it's about wall street greed but also um legal overzealousness or whatever but paul giamatti's in it um damian lewis is in it right. and it started it started last year and it was just good you know last year you know was what? i was i was thinking i'm sorry to interrupt you again i was i guess i was thinking of uh homeland is that showtime no that's showtime too right you're thinking of homeland yeah Right now, okay. this, this is different. Yeah. Um, right. Homeland, Homeland, was, Homeland was one of those shows. It was so good at first, and then it got so bad that I gave up on it. And now people are telling I did me too, it's yeah. good again. I, but did too. I, I gave up on it. Um, but that's but, but there's a thread there. But there's a thread there. What's his name? Damien Wilmot must right. be uh, Damien Lewis, showtime guy. Damien Lewis. Right. Lewis. Who's Damien Wilmot? I have no idea. But Who's, billions uh, got billions guy. got great. This year, I mean, great. It's uh, it's the the show that aired last week. The what do you call it? The penultimate episode was so yes out of this world. Superb. What season are we in? What season? This are we in? Is season two. So you're not that far off. But okay. what it does is it makes you, you know, because obviously any of these shows that show ridiculous Wall Street wealth and flaunting it or whatever, there's a there's like a house porn kind of thing to that. You kind of. Yeah. Wish you had what these people have, but you see what's behind it. Obviously, and it's amoral, blah blah blah. But the tension that's created between this, you know, hedge fund master and the New York District Attorney, attorney who's just as sort of devious, cunning, and self motivated as the financial guy. Them going yeah, at Lewis, it. Lewis, which one is Damien Lewis? Is, Lewis Damien Lewis is the hedge fund guy. Paul Giamatti is the. Um, is DA. the the DA and yeah. his wife in the show works at the hedge fund. So there's, which is a little implausible to be honest, but it's it. The what makes the show great is that it's a multi episode dick swinging, but in the most <laughs> creative, energetic, unbelievably fun way. You got to see this show. You what would you see compare? It. What would you compare it to? In the past, if you could. Well, like I said, in a weird way, there's a rounders feel to it because it's a little oh, grimy. Okay. There's a li- yeah. it's a little grimy, you know. Rounders shows you the underworld of poker, right? This show is showing you a little bit of the underworld in in legal circles, in government circles, and things like that. Not as not as grimy, obviously, but as devious yeah. and 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 the acting is Paul Giamatti. I'll watch in anything. He's, he's unbelievable. Awesome. Right. Absolutely. How great is uh I, I think I've seen um Sideways at least half a dozen oh, times. He's amazing. He, 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 <laughs> unbelievable. Who's and the other way, guy? Who's the other guy in Sideways? Oh, the guy from uh Wings. He's got but that was, three I remember Sideways he's got three names. Out. What's his name? I'll find uh, it in a minute. Church, yeah. church, something Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. Right? Right. Thomas right, Hayden Church? It. Yeah. I remember that movie came out and it was his comeback and everybody thought he yeah. was going to be a superstar. Yeah. Well, Agreed. What happened to him? What I happened? Know. He was brilliant. Was he not brilliant in that? He was so pathetic and yet somehow kind of lovable. What right? happened? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, don't my know. God. He he died in a tragic blimp accident. <laughs> Great. I'm no. sorry. Everyone had to hear it this way. My bad. Um, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. He's fine. Thomas Aiden uh, Church is fine. Yeah. He needs a he needs a job, but so billions so, is my pick yeah. of the week, and I absolutely right. loved it. And by the way, before moving on, I did watch 
several episodes of Brockmire after you suggested it last yeah. week. And? It's good. And? It, it, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not, a whole, it's not a Grand Slam home run. It's good, though. It's very watchable. No, right? it's, it's an enjoyable half hour. And by the way, you're, you're crazy. Yeah, you called her weathered. You don't think she's, she looks a little weathered? She's spectacular. Abs- <laughs> I'm, uh, that's, yeah, oh, you're wrong. Not, no, no. So were you, were you uh, skeptical of, uh, you know, if, uh elder <laughs> or an aging Hank Azaria hooking up with Amanda Pete? Was that not believable to you? Gives me hope. <laughs> there are many of woman, women in the metropolitan Chicago area who apparently you're... <laughs> love my wife love her by the way just breaking news thomas hayden church is alive he's okay everybody he's uh he's 56 years old in fact Um, we have him on the phone now and here he is thomas Hayden. oh what's up guys uh i'm in a uh last two movies i did was uh something called daddy's home and then something called cardboard boxer and that's why we haven't heard from him Because those are his recent projects. He was in an episode of Cheers. We remember him wings at Wings, of course. For uh, he has had a better career than we have. Let's let's be real. But it was a cool comeback kind of thing because, well, you know what? Maybe these comebacks are overrated. Because has anyone heard from Mickey Rourke lately? After uh, the wrestler. Oh, the wrestler was great. You're right. But then that was it. That was it. That's my point. Fantastic movie, right? Yeah. Oh, what, love that the, movie. what are you watching? Give me your uh, pick. Of the All right. Here. So um, I got a couple things I'm watching, uh, one of which I can't give it a full uh, uh, seal of approval, but I, I need help because and this is not necessarily new. It's but it's recent enough that people are watching this and it's uh, Westworld on uh, HBO. Oh. Okay? So, so it's J.J. Abrams, who a lot of fans, I think, have a love hate relationship with because um, Lost was in my mind, a fantastic TV show for the first three seasons and then kind of went off the deep end. You and I talked about it, right? Uh, yeah. He did the, the um, Force Awakens, which for my money was fantastic, A+. plus. Loved it. Loved right. it. So the premise, I'm just going to tell you the premise. The premise of Westworld is that technology has advanced to a point where uh, we can create robots that are almost, um, or maybe not almost, are completely indiscernible from real humans. But for whatever reason, the use for these robots has determined to be players in a theme park where um, people pay an exorbitant amount of money to go live. And it happens to be in the wild, wild west. That's the theme they've chosen. And so you go live in the apparent wild, wild west, right? Um, and if you want to, you can shoot bad guys and you can have sex with the, the hot robots right <laughs> it's, and when i when i say it out loud it sounds so stupid but um uh so it's but to me i'm halfway through thereabouts and it's a frustrating show because at first it was intriguing because it's like um i started wondering well what's going to happen is this person who i thought was a real human is going to turn out to be a robot or whatever and then you'll like this part milt because it involves a little bit of nudity you know i mean it's call a spade a spade um for whatever reason when they deprogram the robots or they sort of reprogram they sort of have a uh they bring them out of the whole wild 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 west scene and they sit them down in this sort of antiseptic lab and they sit them on a chair 
and the robots are always they have no clothes on well they're, so they're nude sitting on a little stool and so just talking and awkward. and um it's very, very strange and the yeah. thing is obviously the actors and actresses are actual people they're not robots but now it's to the point where are i'm so sure i'm so, i don't know any i'm so freaking confused in this show i need to find someone else that's watching it because halfway through you know who some of the so-called uh patrons are what do they call them patrons i don't know the the people that actually pay to be sort of the the um you know the people going to disney world for the big ride but then halfway through the scene you're like i can't remember if that guy's a robot or a real person and i'm i'm and i'm so just you're not you're not raving so yeah you're not i, no, I like watched a, well it, 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 i mean i've heard you know i heard good things about it that it, it was kind of a mind bender and J.J. Abrams, but I can't give it a full... I mean, I'm not all the way through, so it's probably a, a half-assed uh, review, but yeah. I watched um, the first two episodes, but it, it was heavy. You know, it was like... Oh, you did? What? I watched the first two episodes. Oh, okay. I watched the first two, and it was... You know, I love the premise. The premise was amazing, but I just remember feeling... You know, it was a deep show. It's a show that you have to give your full attention to, and I just fell out of it. My son, though, who's much more cerebral than I am, loves it. Loves it. Really? So maybe I got to I gotta go back to it. Yeah. And um, then quickly, uh, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but um, if you're a Breaking Bad fan and you're, you're not watching Better Call Saul, like the uh, idiot, you're making a huge mistake. Because he is and – and I won't even give anything away in saying this, but he is uh, – Vince Gilligan is just – breaking down these walls because what he's done is fans of the show will know better call Saul is a prequel to breaking bad. But as time advances in better call Saul, we are creeping up towards the moment where breaking bad occurs. And he has said, right. But he's also doing kind of flashbacks. He's flashing all over the place, so to speak. And, um, but he has said, I heard him say this in an interview he might continue this show up through the time period that where Breaking Bad occurred, if you follow, but told huh? from. Is that not mind blowing? Come on, I mean, not, I, mean may, I guess you have. May get, they may get into. Oh, I didn't know that. I've got to so, watch right. that show. Breaking Bad. Watch. Breaking Bad was a top five all time show, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it's I, number one. For me, it's number one. Yeah, it's close. It's definitely close for me. We'll have to what make a list someday. No, we're gonna we gotta save that. That's a good podcast for us, our top five you comparison. Should. But but yeah, I and I again, better call Saul. I started to watch it, really enjoyed it, but time took over and I just missed it, which which I've been kicking myself ever since. That's of all the shows that I have not watched, there are two that are currently on the air that I regret the most. One is Better Call Saul, and I also too have not watched Veep. And I know oh. people. I know. Yep. I know. Yep. I, I gotta. I gotta catch up. I gotta stop way, watching stupid shit. You know, I let my wife <laughs> suck me into yeah. fucking House Hunters episodes when I could be banging <laughs> out Veep, you know, on a regular basis. But yeah. you know, I, I turn my brain off and I let it happen. But but that's uh, that's what's great about this era is you 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 can catch I mean, up. I, yeah, I heard somebody say this recently. It's like in the old days, if you missed an episode of Happy Days. You just didn't see it. You, you know, you, you, someone else told you what happened, you know? I mean. And, and um, you could watch next week and it wouldn't matter at all. But I get, exactly. 
but uh, right because right, it wasn't like the serial thing necessarily but but you um you will love veep because i i was like you i ha i had only heard of it sort of in a cursory fashion and then just just uh maybe three months ago my girlfriend and i started watching it and it <laughs> it is hysterical and 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 um the writing is fantastic and it, you know, it's obviously about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She's the vice president and she's got a team of, you know, the PR person and the this person, that person, whatever. They're all horrible people. Horrible. Like the, the most, there's not one likable person on the show, but they play it to, it's almost like a second coming of Larry Sanders, but even a little bit sharper and, and quicker maybe. I got to I got to do this fast. I mean, come on. And th those are the shows. They're half hour shows that you can, I mean, I could get through four seasons in a week if I, Give it my all. I think I can do it. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's a little bit much, but I got to get on. did you hear about the, the Julia Louis Drivers when she did the explicit sex scene? That one? <laughs> Will you excuse me ah, for a minute? Just kidding. That didn't oh happen. My God. I came out like a dog in this episode, didn't I? Really? No, I, I, I don't know. I'm the one who just offered that one. I don't know. But you yeah, are a dog. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. you have a dog that you love. I love Chon. It's a big Chon. <laughs> I think that's uh, that about wraps What's Chauncey doing right now? Chauncey's let's check, let's check in with the shuttle dog. He, what I is have, he doing uh, in his spare time? I have uh, he licks <laughs> his balls a lot. I mean, a lot. And there's not, you know, we we kind of cut the cord for this guy. I don't know what he's doing down there, but he works it hard. He's devoted. <laughs> he's devoted, and I, and I admire him for it. He is more devoted to his balls than my kids are to anything. <laughs> and so I admire him. He's one of mine. <laughs> uh, what, the what dog that loves his balls. The dog that loves his balls is the prophet who will save the world. That was in my fortune cookie yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we're done. Yeah. We're dead weight. Yeah. 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 Cue the music. Cue the Good. Jimmy. Cue the music. The intern is. Oh, here it comes. You hear that? Beautiful. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on the shuttle. And good uh, talking to next, you, Dave. Good talking to you. Better talking to you. Great report from Wrigley. And uh, Yankees suck. I friggin' hate them. I swear they're not going to be in first place for too much longer. But uh, Boston fans, hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, next week, more about peeing in urinals and dogs' balls and everything in between. That's the shuttle. See you, Dave. Courage. 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 Thank you. See you next time. They are longing to stray right through the veil.